Whoa. Oh, this is the right side. I've been wearing this wrong the entire time. Hello there. <laughs> what is up? I hope you can't see my. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young in Love podcast. My name is Darius Covington, and I am the host of this amazing, I think it's an amazing podcast. Uh, on the Young in Love podcast, we talk about all things love. Uh, we, don't do the to- the, we don't do the toxic competition, you know, guys are better than women. We don't do the, those kind of conversations. Um, the Young in Love podcast is a podcast again, where we talk about love and we don't, and being young in love has nothing to do with your age in love, but it has all to do with your maturity and your growth over time. We talk about three sectors of love. That is the love with God, the love with your faith. Um, that, so that's one, the love with God and the love with your faith. And then we do the love, um, that you have for others and then the love that you have for yourself. So God, others, and then yourself. I am excited about today's episode i feel like i always say i'm excited about the episode they're about to film but i am excited and nervous about filming this episode um i do have another a new camera setup it is the same camera that i always I always use my phone same camera different setup i would usually not be showing all of you know this over here and all of this over here um but i figured i wanted to today so now you can see how you know, how much crap I have on this couch. And you can see this plant that's just sitting in front of the, uh, of the camera. Um, you can see this light here that it's on, but you, you know, so, so yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Today's episode is, first of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, you get an extra, an extra special thank you. I love it when y'all watch on YouTube. I love to see the numbers on YouTube grow. I'm trying to grow the YouTube channel. I'm going to say I try, I'm trying to passively grow. I'm not really promoting it on any other. I'm not promoting it on TikTok or Instagram. Um, so thank you. If you found it, if you found us here, thank you for finding us here. Um, today's episode is a hard. I should have brought some tissue over here because I might shed a tear or two. I don't know. Probably not. I'm a, I might be fine. Um, but today's episode, as you saw by the thumbnail, by the title, um, there we go already. It's about forgiving God. Um, I posted this video on TikTok the other day that went viral and I just talked about the experience of how it feels to sometimes be disappointed by God. Um, and I did get a few comments and people were like, you, God doesn't disappoint us. Uh, I don't think that God does anything wrong. Right. I think that we are oftentimes disappointed because we have expectations um, of what we expect God to do. And when he does not do that by natural feeling of what happens to human beings, we get disappointed um, there were more people who agreed with me than there were people. There weren't really a lot of, I might've only saw one or two comments of people saying that they don't, they haven't experienced that. And that's fine. It's your experience, but I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it feels like to have expectations, reasonable expectations of God. I'm not talking about God, give me a million dollars or God, let me win this lottery. And then you lose and you're disappointed. Um, I know what it is to, we, we bear a full honesty um, over on this podcast, I know what it is to pray for God to keep somebody alive and that just not be 
the plan that God has, you know? And so something as extreme as that, stay in. <laughs> something as extreme as that, when that happens, in my experience, for a moment in time, you're hit with disappointment because you expected God to be faithful in that area. And by definition, he was not faithful in what you expected him to do um, in that moment. And so today's episode, again, is about forgiving God in moments where you have expectations for God to do one thing and he doesn't do it. And I mean, there are times where you where you are and where we are faithful to God and we, we're doing what we, you know, what we're supposed to do. We're living the life that the Lord has called us to live. And we have a prayer or a request, and he just does not come through in the way that we expected him to come through. So as we go over the next few um, episodes of this podcast, we're going to do, I'm going to call this the forgiveness series, where we're going to talk about forgiving God, forgiving others. So forgiving God for experiences that we have had with God that have kind of put us in a weird place where we are challenged in moments um, of being disappointed by God and then moving on to right so God then yourself moving on to forgiving other people who might have who might have hurt you and sometimes those other people are people who are very very close to us parents siblings um, people that we were in relationships with who have done things to us um, that we might you know that that might have disappointed us and just talking about the need to forgiving them and then forgiving ourselves for experiences that we've had um, that are either rooted in choices that we made that put us in the situations that we're in, or um, what I find to be most common are situations that we experienced in our life um, that we did not put ourselves in. We were just put into by the circumstances of life. And because we did not react the way that we probably thought we should have reacted, we have held kind of a personal grudge to ourself of wishing that I would have responded this way or wishing that I would have spoke up and said this thing. And because I didn't, um, you know, now you live with this, this grudge of, of unforgiveness in your heart against yourself. Um, I was reading the Bible and I heard one of my friends, Elaine Janelle MacGyver, who has a podcast called Renew Talk or had a podcast. I'm gonna say she has it, has a podcast called Renew Talk. Um, and she preached a sermon once and she talked about the story of Elijah and how Elijah had ran and hid under, under the juniper tree. And I think this comes from Kings. Let's see. I want to say Kings 18. Let's see. Elijah. Kings 9. First Kings 19. And that's verse four says, but he went himself a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. Um, and so Elijah was in this weird, you can read the story, this is not a Bible study, but Elijah was in this weird place where he had just, you know, in a chapter previous to this, a chapter, so chapter 18, he was obedient to, um, a, an assignment that was given to him by God. And then, and as a result of that assignment, some things that happened in between, you know, chapter 19 and, or at the beginning of, I think it was the beginning of chapter, chapter 19 or the end of chapter 18, but something had happened. Somebody had sent a message to him. Uh, he got scared and he ran away. As the Bible tells us, he went on a day's journey into the wilderness and he went under this juniper tree and wished that he not 
wanted to commit suicide, but wished that he would just rather that he would die. And I thought about kind of the significance or the relation of that story to experiences that we might have in life where we might not always wish that we would physically die. Um, but I think that oftentimes we experience these juniper tree moments where we get disappointed in God and we run and we hide in a place um, that is oftentimes isolated, that's lonely. And we spiritually, sometimes mentally, sometimes emotionally die or decay because of experiences that we've had where God has just not come through in the way that we expected God to come through for us. Um, I remember I'll tell this story and I will tell this story and not cry is the goal. <laughs> um, I'm not a crier at all, but whenever this specific story gets involved, I'm looking around for tissue. Whenever this specific story gets involved, um, it affects it, it affects me. In 2000 and something, maybe it was 2021, it was such a blur for me, if I'm honest. 2021, last year was 22. 23 was oh yeah so then it was 2021 april yeah no what? I don't, I, man I don't, i'm bad at dates i think it was 2021 um my grandmother was doing fine one day and then the next day she wasn't <laughs> i remember my mother calling me and telling me that my grandmother was in the hospital and at the at at that time, at the, so the first phone call that I got, she was telling me that the doctors were not giving us any any anything positive. They, you know, and you know, basically telling us to come and get some time in while you can because it might not last. She might not last that much longer. I remember one day getting in my car and driving down to the hospital, and I went in there and to see to see somebody who. I'd never seen my grandmother hooked up to as many, I'd never seen anybody, if I'm honest, hooked up to as many wires and cords as she was hooked up to um, in that moment when I saw her. And I remember walking into that hospital room and just crying. Um, and she couldn't, they told us that she could not hear us. I don't know if she was in a coma or, uh, again, it was such a blur, or it's such a blur now. Um, but I remember them telling us that she could not, she could not communicate with us. She couldn't speak to us, but we, she could hear us if we spoke to her. And so we were being in the hospital room with her, um, and just crying, crying. Um, and you know, towards the end of the visit with her, did a prayer with her and then I left and I remember just driving home and just praying, you know, like God, like be faithful. <laughs> You know, she wasn't old. She wasn't old at all. She was maybe 60 something, I think. Definitely not 70. Um, 60 something. And in my experience with, with my grandmother, and I don't want to make this an episode about my grandmother, so I promise I'm gonna, it's going to come full circle. Um, in my experience with my grandmother, she was funny. That lady loved me and she made it known that she loved me. And I knew that she would do anything that she could do if I needed it to be done. And so experiencing, experiencing that with a person, I naturally was like, 
I can't wait till I get married because I want my life to experience my grandmother because I experienced her in such a good way. And then saying, I can't wait till I have children because I cannot wait for my children to to see how fun. And I, I would think that all the time. I can't wait for them to see how funny um, this lady is. Like everything she said was funny. And I couldn't wait to have, I could wait to have kids because I, I ain't in no rush. But I couldn't wait for my children to be able to experience what I experienced in my grandmother. And I remember they called us and they were like, she's doing better. Oh, they're all, look at, look at the Lord. Um, and she eventually made it out of, I think she was in the ICU unit. I don't, I don't, I don't really know much about medical terms, but I think she was in the ICU unit and she eventually made it out of the hospital into rehab. Um, and, and rehab, you know, there was one day where they said she had got up and walked. There was one day where they said she got up and, you know, she was opening her eyes and being alert and attentive. And so, Obviously, I felt like the prayers of the righteous man are availing much. And then fast forward a few weeks. Um, I will never forget. I will never forget. This Sunday morning, we were still my church was still doing church virtually. And. I would wake up. I, would, I served on our tech team at the time, at the time that I was, you know, actually attending that church. I served on the tech team. And so every morning we would wake up, you know, so one of us would log in, let the people in, you know, from the waiting room, let them in, share our screen, share music until the service started. I remember at church started at 11. And so it was virtual. I wake up at 1055, <laughs> brush your teeth, wash your face, throw a shirt on, keep your pajamas on and show you know from the chest up but i remember waking up that day to a phone call at six o'clock in the morning or around six i want to say it was around four or five or six o'clock in the morning from my mother and i woke up and i just like you know silenced the phone and i i remember going back to sleep but in the process it took me like two seconds to fall back to sleep in the process of going back to sleep i remember thinking to myself like, this is not a good phone call because my mother doesn't call me. Nobody calls me at that time of the day. So I remember waking up again to another phone call. I think she called me the next time around nine or 10. And I could tell by her voice that something was up. And she called me and she said, you know, grandma just had a stroke or a seizure or something. And she said the doctors are saying that she only has a couple hours left to live. And the devastation <laughs> The devastation that went through my body because I felt that I was praying to a God who could do all things. I was praying to a God who could solve all problems. I was praying to a God who could heal all conditions. And to match the expectation to that phone call did not make sense at all. But I remember going to the hospital and we were in the waiting room. They put us in this, you know, this room. We were all to the family was all together by ourselves in this room. And I remember my mother went out to my grandmother. They had transported her to the hospital from the rehab center. And they had said to. You know, they said two people can come see her right now. So my aunt and my uncle had went to go see her and then they came back and they told my mom that she can go see her. And I remember, I remember, I remember being in the room and my mother walking out of the room and asking her brother, which is my uncle, why, why something? I think she was saying, why do I have to go or something like that? Um, and then 
uh, two seconds, three seconds later, I just heard screaming. <laughs> I just heard screaming and crying. And you know how like you like you experience something like that and you know that it's not good, but you don't want to be confronted with that moment of what's you know what what of of reality. And so my grandmother's husband, who was not my grandfather, she had married him. Um, but that's not my mother's, my, that was not my mother's father, <laughs> but she, had, he had, he had left the room as well. And he walked back into the room and, <laughs> and he hugged me. Nothing is funny. I'm just laughing to keep these tears. In. Um, but he hugged me and he was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> and it was like, I knew, I knew what was going on, but I did not want to accept what was going on without being told what was going on. And so he hugged me and he said, I'm sorry. And I was like, why? And he was like, grandma didn't make it. And I remember we all went into the room. It went from a rule of like only two of y'all can be in here to all five of us, all six of us being in the room. And I remember seeing her lifeless. And I just kneeled at the side of her bed and I just cried. And I was so disappointed with God because to get a phone call that what you expected God to do didn't happen is one thing right to be standing next to to be standing in front of to be standing in the same room of a prayer that was not answered hits a little bit different <laughs> it hits a little bit different and I remember just being in that room and crying and being so disappointed I mean like overwhelmed with disappointment that God did not show up the way that I expected God to show up that didn't mean that God was a failure it didn't mean that God was not able to answer that prayer I was just disappointed because I had an expectation of God to be faithful. And in that moment, he didn't. And there are other moments in life, right? Where I've experienced things where I've had prayers. Very similar to this. People didn't die, but very similar to having an expectation of God to come through. And God just not coming through in the way that you expected God. Or that that I expected God to come through. Um And so in all of those moments, there is a level of disappointment because let me, I, this is not a brag and this is not a, a, I'm not trying to sound boastful at all or conceited at all, but knowing how I serve God and how I serve the church, there is automatically, and it is what it is. There is automatically an expectation of faithfulness from God, Right. Because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. I, I, I had expected all these other things to be added to me, to be answered prayers. And the reality is, right, when we talk about being disappointed by God, the reality is, is that the, the Bible talks about that God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And that God knows the plans that he has for us. And it's to bring us to this expected end. That there are prayers that God does not answer in the way that we want them to be answered. Because God knows best. I would love and I, I 
I've had this thought a thousand times. I would love to be able to have a, another conversation, one more conversation with my grandmother about it. We could, we could talk about crayons <laughs> and I would be so satisfied with being able to have a conversation with her. But for whatever reason, it was not God's plan to extend her life more than he already had. And the reality is, is that initially when they said that she wasn't going to make, like I had an opportunity to spend time with her and I did. I had an opportunity to pray with her and I did. And God was faithful in that moment. And so I think that oftentimes we cast aside the moments that God has been faithful. We cast aside the moment that God has actually answered prayers. We cast aside the prayers and, and the time that God has actually come through in situations. We cast those aside and we highlight the, the negative experiences and the negative encounters that we've had with God. And so can we really say that God has disappointed us when all the other times God has been faithful? God has been faithful and God has come through every other time that I needed him to come through. And so I can't allow this one experience of disappointment to shape the entire um the entire character that I perceive God to be in this moment of disappointment. So then with that, we have to understand that God wants what's best for us. And so in moments where God does not answer the prayers that we, the way that we want him to answer the prayers, like I have to always understand that God actually wants what's best for me. And so if he's not answering this and if he's not doing this, if he's not responding to this the way that I would want him to do and to respond and to answer this, then I have to just accept the fact, the fact that God always wants what's best for me. And so if he's not giving me, if he's not answering this thing in the way that I want him to answer this thing, then it's because that's not what's best for me. It might feel good if I have it. It might, it might, it, it, it might fill a void that I want it to feel if God gave it to me. But the reality is I don't, I don't think that God holds withholds any good thing from us. I just don't, I, I don't think that there is a good thing in this world that belongs to us that God withholds from us. And so I have to know that if I'm praying to God for a job, for a career, for a relationship, for whatever it is that we're praying and we're asking God for, and he doesn't give us those things. It's probably not best for you to have. And there's something else out here in the world or whatever that God intends for you to have. And in the time that you're supposed to have it, God will give it to you. And then I think that there are some of us who have, who have just experienced situations in life um, that by our in, our, in our experience of those situations, like it, it has tainted our view on how, on the, on the faithfulness of God. But what I've come to learn is that everything that happens or what I've come to accept is that everything that happens in my life happens for my good. And I think that I can say that because I'm able to transform moments of negativity into moments of positivity. It might hurt. It might not feel good in the moment. But when I have to deal with that thing years later, months later, weeks later, sometimes I'm able to look at those situations and say, how has that worked? Like, what did I learn in those moments where I did not feel that God was being faithful to me, what did I learn in those moments? And when I 
start to really peel back the layers and understand how those moments, what I, what I learned in those moments, I then understand how those moments actually were good to me. I understand how those moments were good for me. And the rea- and the reality is in the moment, I, I, I want to say this and it's going to be like two-sided. In the moment, looking at experience, negative experiences with God, looking at them in the moment, it's very hard to see the positivity of those of those situations in the moment. Right. It's it's hard to see the goodness of God when this situation doesn't feel good. It's hard to say this is working for me when in the reality, in the current moment, this is not working at all. <laughs> it is hard to say that God intends everything to be for our good when the prayers that I have are good prayers and God just does not answer them the way that we want them to be answered. Those are like the, in, real, in reality, realistically, it is hard to say that God is good when it does not feel like God is good. What I've learned, though, is the discipline it takes and the importance of always understanding, even in the current situation, that God is good. Like to be able to rehearse in a moment that God is good, like in the face of disappointment, in the face of not being able to really be like this with God when, you know, you once were like this with God and now you're like this with God. To be able to understand even in every one of those moments that God is still good, that God is still faithful, that his promises are still yes and amen, that if he has spoken a thing over my life, then it's going to come to pass regardless of what this situation currently looks like. To be able to rehearse those things and to believe those things literally in those actual moments it shapes and it changes how we respond to situations as we are currently living in them. And so we talk about forgiving God. And so when we talk about and we deal with um, forgiving God. A lot of that happens. A lot, a lot of that happens after, you know, after we've overcome, after we have gotten out of those negative experiences. But I think that there is something to be said for being able to, in the moment, acknowledge the goodness of God, even when it does not feel like God is good. And then the last thing that I say, and I, I, that the last thing that I will say, and I think that this is the most important thing. If you heard nothing else in this entire episode, that's okay. Hear this. Forgiving God is more than just saying, I'm over it. Forgiving God is more than just saying, all right, you know, whatever. I prayed that prayer and it didn't work out. All right, let's move on. Forgiving God, forgiving anything is more than just moving past it. Forgiving God is also trusting him again. (laughs) Ah, Forgiving God is also trusting him again. I think a lot of us will experience situations where we pray certain things and because of whatever, it it just doesn't work out the way that we thought or the way that we expected it to work out. And we'll move on with the mindset that, you know, all right, well, that God didn't answer that prayer. That's cool. And we'll move on. And we would never pray that. I remember. I remember a very similar situation that somebody 
I, I remember a situation that somebody was going through. Somebody very close to me was going through. And I was praying for them. I was praying with them. And God just did not answer the prayer the way that we expected God to answer the prayer. And I remember saying, I will never, I literally remember after that moment, situation ended. And I remember, I, I, I hate doing the whole, like, we got to talk around the situation. I'm not going to talk around. I remember somebody very close to me was experiencing trouble in their pregnancy. And I remember praying for them, you know, that God, like God be faithful, God be a healer, God, you know, whatever. And as an end result, that person actually had a miscarriage. And because the person was close to me, but also because I was very closely involved with the situation. It wasn't a miscarriage. I was, it wasn't my kid. I was going to say I was very closely involved with the situation. And I'm just saying because I was there praying with the person, literally there at the hospital with the person. Um, you know, and ultimately, the person did have a miscarriage. And I remember, and it, w- it wasn't like a miscarriage at like, you know, early pregnancy. It was a miscarriage like we know the gender, we know the name. People started buying gifts. Um, I remember that night finding out that the person miscarried or miscarried. And I remember saying to myself, I will never pray a prayer like that ever again. I remember in that moment not being able to trust God. And saying to my, I will never pray that prayer again or pray for this, pray for a situation like this again, because it will never work. Like it it will never work out. I remember being so disappointed with God that I felt like I would never pray this kind of prayer again. I would if if this situation happens again tomorrow with somebody else that's close to me, I would never, ever pray this prayer again because I tried it once and it didn't work. Forgiving God looks like saying, if this happens again tomorrow, I don't care how this situation turned out. If the same situation, if the same situation happens again tomorrow, I've forgiven God of my disappointment in him that I, and I know he's faithful so much so that I'll pray this prayer again tomorrow if it happens again. And I think that we need to move to a place where we are able to trust God in the way that we trusted him before this situation happened to be able to trust God to say God you gave me this plan you gave me this vision you gave me this dream and I went after it and I never saw the results of this thing I think to forgive God truly to forgive God of disappointment is to not say uh well you know we'll move on to something else but I I I think it's to say that if God gives you another vision or if God gives you that vision again in a different with a different perspective at a different time to say that didn't work out before at one time but I'm going to do it again now because I still trust I still forgive I still trust and forgive God of that moment where you know I might have been disappointed disappointed in an outcome of a situation where I had a certain expectation of God whoa I just found out I passed (laughs) I was writing two papers and I passed um that's nice to know (laughs) that's so random but um all this to say this was a this this was a little less heavy than I thought it was going to be um I I was trying to keep the tears in as, as best as I could and I think I did a pretty good job 
um, at that talking about my grandmother is not a very still not an easy um, not an easy thing for me to do because she died and I designed her program planned her funeral I was at the funeral house with her mom and my aunt my, my great grandmother and her aunt picking out the casket um, I preached her eulogy I committed her I should not have done that but I committed her um, <laughs> And, you know, I was calling around looking for places to make reservations for the repast. It was a lot. And so I don't feel like I ever had the time to really sit in. Um, sit in the moment, sit in to, to sit in reality. And I think because of that, it had a, it had a huge impact on how I felt God showed up in the situation or did not show up, I guess. Um, in this situation for me. And so I'll say to everybody to really close this full episode out, um, take some time and really think about that thing that God might have disappointed you with. Um, for a lot of you, it might be, you know, something that you wanted. I, I hear like feel people, um, you know, for, for some people it might be like the child that you wanted that you didn't get to have or the person in your life that you lost that you thought would be around longer than they were around. Or for some people it might be like the circumstances of your life that you're experiencing today that you expected God to change for you and that you're still in and still in expectation that God will change for you. And he just hasn't up until this moment. I think forgiving God of the disappointment looks like trusting God again. And so I pray that you would be able to trust God again. I pray that you would be able to hear God again. I pray that you be able to sing again, to dance again, to preach again, to live again, to dream again, to work the business out again, to love again, to birth again. Um, you know, I, I pray, I really, really do pray and hope that any disappointment that has been caused from the expectations that we've had on God, I pray that we'll be able to move to learn why those did not work out the way we expected it. Those situations did not work out the way that we expected it to work out and to move forward into the plan that God has set out for us and still have expectations for God to be good. I could clap. <laughs> to still I forgive God of every man listen I forgive God there were times where I expected God to show up in a way and he did not show up in those ways and I have been disappointed but my forgiveness of those moments says even though God has not shown up in the way that I've expected him or that I needed him to show up in the past moving forward I still expect God to be good I don't allow those situations I don't allow those expectations that were not that that God did not come through the way that I needed him to come through I will not allow those expectations to negatively determine how I expect God or how I see God showing up for me moving forward I will always expect God to be good good no matter what because God is good despite my expectations thank you guys for watching for listening to coming for coming back if you got a notification you click the notification thank you for coming back <laughs> if you're new here thank you for watching thank you for coming by um yeah thank you for watching the young and love podcast the next episode we're gonna talk about forgiving other people um who, who might have done us wrong, who might have hurt us. Um, 
and what it looks like to to not forgive and what it looks like to actually move on and forgive forgive people who who have done wrong things to us and then we'll move on from that one and we'll end this series off with forgiving ourselves (sighs) because I, i just had an experience this sunday um this Sunday at church where I have had to forgive myself from situations that I had not caused on myself but situations that I allowed to happen and then I lived in the bondage of those situations yeah so again thank you for watching please if you're not following us on whatever platform you're watching this on be it YouTube subscribe uh, Apple Podcasts, follow, subscribe, Spotify, follow, subscribe, wherever else this podcast is being broadcasted out to make sure that you are following and subscribing. Um, until next time, I'll see y'all later. I don't really have an outro. That's why it takes me so long. But goodbye. <laughs>